I hope that you have enjoyed the last couple of sessions I've done here with my beautiful daughter Grace. And in case you haven't, she's 21. She's just finishing up her third year at Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. And we're excited to see what God does with her next. But I wanted to just, um, while I had one last little bit of time with you before I take you to the airport and you go back to school, <laughs> we're already sad because we like to be together. But um, she's where she's supposed to be for now, doing what she's supposed to be doing. So my heart is happy about that. But while we had just a little bit more time, I wanted to kind of draw out of you your perspective on why you are hopeful, and I assume you're hopeful, about your generation, about millennials. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so much going on um, that that's just, I don't want to get into all the political aspects, but but just in the last couple of years, you've been through your first big presidential election. You got to vote in that, right? Mm -hmm. So you voted for the first time. Um, you There are all these conversations about you know, the normal hot topics of, of um, transgender and uh, Christians' relationship to the laws about abortion and about gun control and violence. And there are just so many deep issues that are, that are at the heart and core of what's going on in our nation right now. But then you also have this unique perspective <clears throat> that you are a 21-year-old with several thousand other students at Bethel right now that you've you've been with the last three years, mm -hmm. and of course mixed in with a lot of the young people, there are, there are people my age, there are people from yeah. all over the world, different cultures, different races, and it's this this melting pot of convergence of destinies and people that are purposefully, you know, setting time aside to get God's perspective on their own destiny and on what He's doing in the world and in the nations. And I just want to hear what makes you um, hopeful about millennials and about the future, and what are some of the things that you see going on with your generation that make you excited about what God's doing? Yeah. Well, as you said, it seems like there are a lot of, it almost feels to me like questions being asked now of things that America has always kind of done one way, and they're being dug up seeds that we've sown a long time ago and looked at and scrutinized and people are asking well why is this right and why is this right and why not this way and this way so it feels kind of crazy especially for generations before mine because they're like why what is happening you know we're mm -hmm. re-evaluating a lot of things that we haven't ever really looked at as a nation um, and especially I think that my generation millennials have a rep for being the opposing extreme. So yeah. it feels like there's a tipping of the scale one way, but I really feel like that's just a recalibration of a reformation that our nation needed a while ago, but this stage is being set for that and God is moving pieces around so that his heart can be more represented in our nation and and what we stand for and freedom and all of that. But I'm not really going to talk about opinions of politics per se. Um, yeah, because I know you and I know that you don't see the answer being a Republican answer or a Democrat answer. 
Right. You, you don't see it as a conservative Christian answer or a, Mm-mm. you know, liberal humanism answer. You. I just see the Lord working through both parties depending on what kind of thing he's trying to pull out or evoke from our nation and what he's doing and what he's emphasizing. So I really believe that it's not necessarily about the party, but how is the Lord working and what is he, who is he choosing to speak through and work through and And what deeper message is he communicating through it? In our last podcast, you talked about, you, you just barely mentioned it, but you talked about being able to see and find God in anything. Mm -hmm. And is, would you say that that is kind of at the heart of why you feel hopeful? That's definitely why I feel hopeful about our millennial generation is because I feel like more than ever, especially millennial Christians, God is like positioning your hearts to learn to see him and find him Mm -hmm. anywhere he's doing anything. And sometimes it's it's shocking. We, we can be so rooted in one way that we've been raised. Maybe maybe someone was raised more liberal or raised more conservative, not even just politically, but 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 even spiritually, you know, even a, a religious perspective versus a non-religious perspective or whatever. We can be rooted in what we've always known and felt comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's an authenticity in your generation where your your generation is so hungry for the real. Mm-hmm. for authentic and real relationship with God, that you're looking for him anywhere you can see evidence of him showing up. And he doesn't limit himself mm-hmm. to one mentality or another. Yeah, um, I think that there are marking characteristics that my generation has. And obviously, I'm making a generalization. You sure. can't really say that every millennial is the same. Sure. Just like you can't say everyone from your generation is the same or believes the same things. But I would say that some key differences between my generation and other generations before us. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, generations before us are obviously older in mm-hmm. age because that's how generations work. Um, <laughs> I'm not pointing at you. I'm just saying <laughs> you're young, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Um, yeah, so they're going to live more probably from experience and wisdom that they've gained from things that they've seen develop in their generation and in politics when they were in our position. So they're going to err on that side of, I've worked hard to be where I am mm-hmm. and I've seen the experience of this and we've had these kind of debates before. So that makes sense. And then millennials are very justice driven. There's like mm-hmm. this, I'll use the word righteousness, but it doesn't always look like righteousness to everyone, but they have this desire for righteousness to be implemented and rights to be or wrongs to be righted, and there's just something in them that no matter what it is, they're just passionate about it, and they're like, oh, that's not okay, that's not right, we have to fix that, we can't stand for that in our nation, Hmm. there needs to be equality, all of these things, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that they disagree on those principles, but maybe the approach is different and the attitude behind it. So all of that to say, I think that there is a wisdom that previous generations have obviously that millennials don't, they have a bit of an immaturity, but because of our age group, it's just natural. Sure. So I really feel like the Lord is emphasizing family right now with both generations and coming together, sons and daughters gathering around fathers and mothers. And, you know, millennials are full of heart and they're driven and they're passionate. And Mm -hmm. then 
um, previous generations obviously have wisdom and experience. So to come and gather around that and partner with that, yeah, um, that's where I feel like God is going to work and move and flow through our nation and bring transformation and reformation and just right a lot of wrongs. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see how that unfolds and how my generation uses their voice and actually partners with previous generations and comes to them for wisdom and for experience. But even in that, I just, I felt like the Lord was saying that my generation is like a David generation in the way, you know, David was really driven by righteousness and he would see like uh, lions and bears come and take sheep from his flock. And he said, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Most people in their right mind would have been like, I'm not going to survive that. I'm not going to go chase down a lion or a bear for a lamb. Right. It's not a big deal. I'm going to let that go. That's a casualty I'm okay with. But (laughs) David fell under a supernatural grace from the Lord to actually say, that is not okay with me. Mm -hmm. And he was really young, but he still ran after the lion and the bear, killed them, and took the little lamb back. And I don't think it was really about the lamb. I think it was about the grace that he went under to go in that righteousness. I think the Lord was sowing a seed of, of justice and righteousness mm. in him. So I see that common theme with millennials and that uh-huh. the Lord is using our generation. We're a bit more fearless. And so we need wisdom to navigate that, but mm. we have the heart and the passion and the drive to actually say, that's not okay. Yeah. And that is actually a giant yeah. that can't be killed. Yeah. But the Lord is giving a supernatural grace for this time and this season that our nation is in for us to be like David and and kill a giant that hasn't been able to be killed or even looked at or addressed for generations. So I see that happening and that's exciting to me. That is so well said, honey. And I, I think about, again, I'll generalize also and say that the older ones of us and our older part of our generation, the fear thing. See, how can I put this into words? When you talk about David overcame fear, we're a generation maybe that, you know, we had, we had our, 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 we're a war generation and most generations before you were, they were, they were participated in wars. We had the Afghan war. We had, of course, Vietnam, Mm -hmm. our fathers and our grandfathers were in World War II. And so we think of being fearless as being able to go after, you know, the enemy in in more tangible ways. The enemy um, is much more subtle in in the millennials generation because the enemy is, uh, is, what is the opposite of unity? Disunity Mm -hmm. is, is in polarization the enemy division. is division. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. The enemy is division. And what I hear you saying is that as we come together with um, this zeal for, uh, for justice issues and the wisdom of the older generation and the honoring of the older generation, these conversations, if we won't be afraid, <clears throat> the fear to overcome is the fear to look at and go after mm-hmm. issues that that our generation is a little more afraid to talk about and go after. 
Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody, all ages are talking about yeah. it. But there's so much division right now over all the different hot topics. And, um, and, and yet, I feel like uh, the same way that your generation is, is eager to go after some of the things that we're afraid, we've been notoriously afraid to talk about and discuss, mm-hmm. um, and your generation is going to insist on civility and on conversations where we don't give up on unity for the sake of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're just right on the front edge of that because mm-hmm. there has been so much division. I uh, just recently in the news, you see all the kids that um, that have been speaking out about violence in their schools, and yeah, you know, they're even younger than the millennials. I don't know what we call that age bracket of the generation. Generation Y. Generation Y. <laughs> they're asking why. Why can't we be you know safe in our schools, mm-hmm. etc. But I think as their voice begins to come up alongside of the millennials' voice, mm-hmm. it's going to be so exciting, um, the conversations that we're able to have and the fear that we're able to overcome, the fear of, um, I'm having a hard time really putting into words what I'm feeling. I'm such an external processor, just never know what's going to come <laughs> out. But I think of this, there's a part of me that has been afraid to take a stand in any one direction because I have such a desire to um, see love displayed. And within my own heart, I'm still wrestling with what does love look like in these different issues? Mm-hmm. What as, as a Christian woman and one who follows Christ, how do I properly represent the heart of our Father, mm-hmm. the heart of love, to people that that I may or may not have a lot in common with, or I may even disagree mm-hmm. with what is, quote, right or wrong or healthy or unhealthy. And what I keep, where I keep landing, and I think, I think this is where the generations will kind of meet in the middle, mm-hmm. where I keep landing is in this place of all I know is I want relationship. I don't want there to be broken relationship. And I think that represents the heart of our father coming alive in us. He, he, I, I, I want, I don't want to make statements that are going to cause division between, um, Christians and the LGBT community. I don't want to make statements that are going to cause division between, um, you know, someone who's been raised more more politically conservative than someone who's more politically liberal. And I, I just, I'm, I feel such a draw towards relationships and conversations. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the next big thing for us is hearing the cry of millennials for these social justice issues and saying, we want as the older generation to come alongside of you and help, help you uh, discover how, what are the solutions for these, these issues that, that are, that are prevalent in society right now, Mm -hmm. but how do we do this from a place of conversation, civility, authenticity, and acceptance and tolerance? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, would you say like how, 
you were pretty young when we left the South, and, and the way we were raised in the South, the way I was raised in the South, was obviously very conservative, mm-hmm. white, Christian, um, kind of a, a little bit more narrow way of thinking and processing so than... A bit in a bubble. Yeah, a bit in a bubble. And and I'm not saying people that still live there are that way. I'm saying that's how I it's was just the there. Of how we grew up. And moving across the country, it forced me to open my mind and my cultural experiences <clears throat> to, to new things and things that were different than, than I had been raised. I've watched my own parents, who still live in the South, your grandparents, um, totally expand their bubble. They're not, they're, they're, their mentality right. is constantly growing and shifting. So we all are. But for me, it took moving across the country. All of that to say, like, how do you, um, how do you feel that your mind and your mentality might have shifted and grown just by um, moving to California? Because I, I think a lot of people that watch our family that they might think, oh, the in-laws they moved to California and now they're a little bit more liberal and accepting of things and. They're watching our family grow up and different decisions that each of our daughters are making and the mm-hmm. lifestyles they have and stuff. And they could make some conclusions that they, they want to make about sure. us. But anyway, I know I just asked a whole <laughs> big long question, but let me like give you some time yeah. to respond to that before we wrap it up. I would say I didn't actually have a grid for politics when we lived in Georgia and I couldn't have cared less. Like I never thought anything about politics I, did, I wasn't very educated, so I don't know if I can speak to the transition of where I grew up in as opposed to moving into California, but I was always kind of aware of a lot of debates and a lot of disagreement, and I think what I took from that in finding unity and giving your opinion, like seeking the Lord first and trying to figure out what love looks like and what is, are you compromising? Are you not? Like, what's right. the balance there? Right. So ultimately in family. Meaning sp- compromising your faith or your Comprom- values. Yeah. Yeah. But still showing love. Like, what is it, what is the boundary between that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say even among our family, like we don't all agree. We don't all believe the same things, mm-hmm. but we are so connected. Yeah. So I have learned just from our family that um, connection doesn't mean agreement. I think you can disagree and have different opinions, but still have a loving outlook and perspective and an open mind and an open heart to people and their plights and where they come from. And I think that's the nature of the United States too, is we're so diverse and there are so many different thought processes and opinions. And if we could actually not let disagreement and being opinionated mm-hmm. cause division if we don't actually let it have an open door then that's how families can come closer and that's how you heal families and brokenness so allowing agreement to not be based or sorry allowing connection, connection to not be based on agreement so good I think that's really important and also the realization that every generation pays a price that the generation after them doesn't have to pay. Mm. So for instance, your generation had to pay a big price that my generation never had to pay that we don't actually, like we have some level of privilege because of that. We Mm -hmm. didn't go through the same hardships that you went through. You weren't exposed to the same kind of controversies and whatever hot topics were going on in that time. So 
we have opportunities and we have breakthrough in areas that you guys didn't, but because you opened the door for us, we were able to go through, really that's the nature of favor and inheritance, but we were able to go through and build on things that you built that we didn't have a hand in. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's really how it should be progressing is generation to generation. We are mm -hmm. growing and expanding and that's how the kingdom advances. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that that would be implemented in our government and involving the kingdom and that being a reflection of that. Yeah. So all that to say is my generation is going to pay a price that my little sister's generation is not going to have to pay. And our breakthrough is going to be even greater and even more expanded and mm -hmm. increased with their generation with technological advancements and you know, systemic injustices being transformed and changed and all of that, they're going to see breakthrough in areas that generations before never even imagined. Yep. So we aren't meant to have vision for that far into the future because right. we really can't see where things are going to go. Like our forefathers, the founders of our nation, if they could see our nation now, I think that they would all be shocked. Like they never had this vision for America. So true. But that doesn't mean that the Lord isn't working through it and operating through it. Yep. So just to to know that every generation is so valuable and we need the previous generations and we need to grow the next generation and yep. have a family mentality when it comes to that yep. with agreement and disagreement and all of that. Yep. Obviously, those are really broad statements and it's easier said than done. But just to frame it for you, yeah, that's what my heart is feeling and what the Lord has been speaking to me. I love this. And I love your perspective on, on what you sense God doing in, in generally speaking in, among millennials and especially Christian millennials. So thank you for sharing some of that. And I hope that in the future, daddy and I can sit down with you and maybe get some more into the nitty gritty. I know mm -hmm. we did a series with justice, your sister justice on feminism and other surrounding topics mm -hmm. to that and uh and i hope that in the future we can talk with you and give people an opportunity to hear some of your perspective on on maybe some more nuanced aspects we just talked very broadly today but i hope that you've been encouraged just to hear um a young woman's uh perspective that's a millennial and her perspective on what god is doing in in this time in our history um, I just want to challenge you, you know, Johnny and I challenge you guys a lot in this, but I want to challenge those of you that are my age um, and, and those that are, that are very, um, maybe you would describe yourself as very conservative and it, it liber uh, conservative politically. And it's, it's real easy for us to just make these sweeping statements and go, oh, if our forefathers knew how things were today, they'd be so discouraged how far we are from what, where it originally started. And I just, I can't think that way. I don't believe that way. I feel like um, God is so embedded in, because of our forefathers and the heart that they had, not because they were perfect, because they did a lot of things that were not healthy and not right and not, not correctly displaying the heart of our father, but that's where they were as a generation. Mm -hmm. But but I think if they were to look and see where God is moving today and the advances that he is making, if you're not able to find him in the midst of things as they're being sorted out, how will you recognize him when 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 they fully bear fruit? And so this is about 
both age groups learning to see and find God in the midst of any circumstance, any hot topic, and breathe on and bless what he is doing and what he is saying, even if for the moment it looks different than your political persuasion. Even in the moment, if it looks different than you feel like, you know, God's God, in my opinion, rarely does things in a straight line because we refuse to go the straight line way. And so he travels with us on all these side paths um, and he turns what looks like backtracking into such a redemptive thing and he picks up things along the way for us as a generation that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow in if we hadn't kind of the pendulum swung a little too far this way or a little too far that way. And, and everything becomes an opportunity for God to, to increase the knowledge of who he is and what he's like in our midst. So don't get discouraged no matter what you're seeing going on in, in millennials, in the older end of our generation. God is moving and, and, and we're so hopeful and excited about um, who he is and, and what he's doing, how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting time to be alive in history. Mm-hmm. So um, bless you guys and hope you'll join us again soon. This podcast was made available by contributions from listeners like you. To donate, go online to restore7.org. Thank you.